toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you again so much for tuning in this week. I'm Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And we are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet. And we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter or a sponsor to help with the operating costs like editing and the many hours we spend creating these shows with quality guests and content. And if you have resonated with our mission, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself. And imagine breathing that light and love and send it back to all of humanity. Remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Hi, this is Stacey Musial with Be The Love Podcast. We're here to talk about Miracle Tea. Miracle Tea incorporates Moringa, which if you haven't heard, Moringa really helps with lowering blood sugar and helps with diabetes. It's rich in iron, which is essential for the production of red blood cells. It has seven times the vitamin C of oranges, four times the vitamin A of carrots, four times the calcium of milk, three times the potassium of bananas, and two times the protein in yogurt. Yes, you too can enjoy the health benefits of this superfood in a convenient and delicious form. Hi, this is Brenda Carey of Be The Love Podcast, and I too have really been enjoying Miracle Tea to help support healthy skin, hair, and immune function, as well as promote strong bones and overall well-being. You too can experience the health-boosting properties of Moringa and the other potent herbs and spices by enjoying a cup of Miracle Tea every day. 
visit the Love Abundance store at drvarungandhi.com. Check out that link in the show notes. And you can listen to Dr. Varun Gandhi's episodes with Be The Love podcast. Those are episodes 106, 160, and 166. This episode is permission. This episode is permission to tell anyone who's listening that it is okay to not be okay. And Stacy and I have some personal stories we're going to share around this idea of, yes, you can be a spiritual person. You can be on a mission like us to raise our own consciousnesses, the consciousness of other humans and the planet. And sometimes uh, there are times in our lives when we feel dark, when we feel like it's a dark place, when we feel like we are breaking down. And it does not mean that we are not spiritual enough. It does not mean that we're not you know, working hard enough to raise our vibration or meditating enough or whatever it is that uh, you think is going to put pressure on us to be in this high vibe state. Because honestly, sometimes we are not okay. And so in this conversation, we're going to have we're going to bring this into light. And we're also going to give you at the end, three healing practices that Stacy and I have found helpful for surrendering into the now and being in a place of not okay. Yes. I think this is such an important topic, especially in the spiritual community and, and the, you know, people who are on a self journey or sure. a self healing journey. Right. And I think one of the things I, I hear a lot, you know, from people is that they feel like they're broken. Mm. And I feel like, you know, we, we are not something that needs to be fixed. You know, there's right. There's right. <laughs> there's no brokenness about us. Right. But we do have the opportunity and the responsibility to, to heal what is coming up because, you know, that's, I believe that's what part of the human journey is all about is to continue to evolve our souls. And so as we are, you know, evolving, things are going to continue to come up into our awareness, right? We're shedding those layers. Those layers are going to be very at the forefront of our, our awareness. And when they come up, we have an opportunity to ask, like, what is the message for my soul within this? What is you know, the, the deeper meaning the you know, what do I need to learn from, from this experience? It's, it's a part of, I believe the awakening process is that we're, we're all, you know, waking up to different and new ideas and realities and perspectives. And every time a layer gets shed, you become more aware to the next layer. And so if you hold yourself with that, that energy of, you know, what can I learn from this experience, then it's, you know, recognizing that, you know, it, it's part of the evolution of, you know, what we're, what we're here to do. And so it's, it's, it's a beautiful journey once you step into it. And, you know, for myself, most recently, I've had to, I feel like I've gone into the depths of my soul and I've had to like really dig deep and I've been in this place of just in this state of 
freeze. And that's been my go-to. My body's go-to is freeze. So anytime I experience some level of trauma or experience that maybe, maybe has, you know, my body, that is its natural defense mechanism. And I think we, we all have a defense, right? We all have a protection. And so mine has been freeze. And so I get very, you know, foggy and I, I go into like, you know, not really being able to think clearly and, and having this struggle to, even have conversations or make decisions or, you know, my, I just feel very frozen and I'm very aware of this state because it's something I go into. So, you know, for me lately, it's been working through this and like what has, well, caused this state of freeze, right? Because that's the, I think that the process of, okay, well, what, what, what did I, what is, creating me to go into this right and it's it's never like something outside of me right it's something inside but there's also this level of okay what has triggered this for me and so recognizing what that trigger is and then really going in and and digging deep into the the feelings behind that right and and creating this awareness and but but really stopping and and you know, not trying to like force myself out of it, but really sitting with it and being with it and recognizing that it's really necessary for me to go through this. Cause you know, I feel like right at this point, like I have dug so deep into my soul and I've been in this cocoon and so now I'm moving out onto the other side. And so I feel like I'm, I'm spreading my wings again, but I had to go through that and recognize that it really has been, you know, a journey and, but I'm, I've come out with so much new clarity and, but recognizing that it's, it's really okay not to be okay. Like I don't have to be on all the time. I can, I can really feel and, and you know, what they say is true, right? You have to feel in order to heal. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing your experience. I, I love the analogy of like being in a cocoon, you know, in that, in the darkness of it and then emerging out and I mean, I too, I I don't know if I would call it a cocoon so much for me, but more like this holding pattern. So I will admit that I am not the most patient person in the world. Like I, I feel like I move through life rather quickly. I've kind of been like that since I was little and I like, I like movement. I like seeing transformation. I do love the, you know, the metamorphosis part of it the cocoon stage or this holding pattern of weight can be really frustrating. And it can seem kind of dark because I think, oh gosh, if there, there isn't something, something happening, whether internally or what I see externally, well, then I, I must need to, to do something. And then it starts this mental downward spiral of, well, maybe, maybe I'm not doing enough, or maybe I need to try harder, you know, or quote unquote, fix whatever needs to be fixed, whether that's within myself or a situation. And I start projecting outward. I think that's a, that's a normal pattern for people. Uh, One of the things that I've 
really come to learn as I, as I am aging gracefully is accepting the not okayness. And even in that time, not expecting a message. I mean, yes, I know now, I didn't always, I know now that some of my greatest challenges and some of those really dark times, yes, they have led to you know, just epiphanies and the metamorphosis that comes from that. And, you know, there, it does come not always in my, the timing that I would prefer. And there are sometimes layers, like I might think I've, you know, come out of it and that's one layer. And then there's like another layer. So for instance, I'm, I personally am coming out of what I didn't want to admit at first was a stage of burnout. And that's kind of a hyped word lately. So I wasn't attaching to it because I'm like, well, you know, I'm not like that kind of burnout where I'm, you know, not doing, you know, anything at all. But it was this low grade burnout of just not feeling excited to do the things that I normally love to do, not having the energy behind it. Uh, like even things like normally in this is summertime now of this recording, like I would have hikes that I wanted to get do for the summer in the mountains because summer season is super short in the mountains. So I feel like my time is really limited. So I would like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have that. And I just didn't even come up with a list. And so my summer has been filled with more of just like strolls on the land that I'm at or going to a local, you know, lake, not the sort of big shiny object syndrome of this is what I'm going to do. And it's going to feel, you know, it's going to raise my vibration. It's feel, it's going to just feel amazing. It's been more of a, you know what, I'm okay with just being with some of that darkness, not getting pulled down too much into it where you know, I'm where I'm isolated, or I'm not asking for help. But just to be okay with things not being a certain way without whether it's moving forward or going the way that I would like it to, or, you know, feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm making this positive impact in this particular way. But just being okay with what is without the expectation. So as I'm slowly shifting out of burnout, it didn't come overnight for sure, not even in a few weeks, I'd say it's been over months of recognizing it, being okay, and not numbing out. Uh, I know so many people, I get caught up in the busyness pattern, I come up with a whole lot of little things to do. And that prevents me from really pausing, like you said, like feel, feel the feelings in order to heal. And for many of us, that's, that's challenging to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important, you know, to recognize, you know, when we're starting to numb out and going into maybe old patterns, because I think, yeah. I think that's like, you know, something we've been maybe conditioned to do and not, you know, pause, right? So we're, we're we've been taught to uh, turn on the TV or, you know, grab some food or, alcohol or whatever, whatever the vice is. Right. And so, so it's really an invitation to, you know, rather than coming home and, and doing all those things, you know, from work or whatever, you know, your situation is, but to really take the, those, those moments and, 
you know, sit with those feelings, you know, go for a walk, maybe find a, a friend to, to talk with. Um, Voxer is one of my favorite apps um, because you can record, you know, your story, you can record yourself and, and, you know, hear, you know, you talk, um, maybe having a trusted friend that you can like really process with, but it's, really important, yeah, not to numb out, but to be conscious of what is happening and what the story is too behind what the feelings are, right? Is there a story? Is that an old story? Is that, you know, something that has been created in your mind and, and whose whose thoughts are those, right? Is that, and, and, and are you going into a victim place, right? And so, we have to recognize, you know, when we can really recognize our part in things, we can really start to also shift that energy, which makes it really more empowering and, and powerful to to shift. But it's, yeah, it's like taking taking that need to to make it different than it is, you yeah. know, when we because when we try to make anything different, we're we're just resisting what is there and so I know for me like I you know I I had to decline several social invitations and through this time it was just like I just wasn't in that space to be in in a social space right and so I had to listen to that I had to listen to myself and not force myself into anything different but just being you know, with what is in this moment. I love that you brought up the fact of what's the story around it and, and just recognizing like, is that my own story that I've created over the years? Is that a generational story that has come up for me? I've really had to look at, okay, why, why is it not okay um, to just be kind of blah? you know, or to not be happy or, or whatever the, the positive emotion that we associate with it. And I think it, it does really stem from generations for me of women that were supposed to be happy, always taking care of other people or, you know, and that could be in a family light that could be within a work situation, but it was like, they were not allowed or given permission to hold space for themselves of, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of taking care of others and that's okay. You know, I need time for myself and to replenish my soul so that I don't keep giving away from this empty cup. And it's not any sign of failure or not enoughness or whatever label or whatever story that we put on that. Um, it doesn't mean that we're less than, and that it's okay to just be in that darker place, knowing that at some point, maybe not in our timing, but at some point this too does pass. Absolutely. I think, you know, and, and so, you know, coming back to, you know, the, the three healing practices that we want to offer our listeners and, and, and that's one of them, right. Is to, you know, really pausing and recognizing and asking, you know, is this mine? right? Mm -hmm. Is this feeling that I'm experiencing right now? Is this, you know, what I'm going into is this belief, is this story, is this mine? Because we so often carry forward our generations of the past, you know, the 
the experience I've had lately um, with this trauma, like I've been working on healing past generations of family trauma and starting with the women in my family, my grandmothers and great grandmothers and, you know, not having a voice. So how that was stored in my body. And then there was also this, this feeling, this old storyline around being powerlessness. Like that was like in my nervous system. And I was like, where, why am I like, where is this coming from? I was like, this is not mine, Um, but it was activated within me. And so I had to just recognize, okay, you know, whose is this? And, and, and we actually traced it back to seven generations, you know, starting at a great grandfather seven generations ago. And so, you know, we cleared that, that energy. And then, and then there were like some really big shifts after that. Um, So it released so much. And, and, but I think that's so important is to, you know, ask, is this mine? And, and also, you know, are you carrying maybe someone you came into contact with, you know, if you came into contact with somebody and they were angry and then all of a sudden, like you're feeling this anger, you know, you know, is that even yours? And so clearing that energy, I had some of that energy as well that I was releasing when I was first starting to, to go through this process. I recognized what was mine in my immediate environment, you know, and then started working backwards to the the generational pieces and then taking responsibility for what was mine. What am I carrying forward and how can I shift that energy as well? Absolutely. I think for those of us, you know, I've said uh, our sensitive souls are empathic people on the journey. We do have to be very aware of what are we absorbing from other people um, currently. And, you know, I, I always go back to the, what's mine is mine and what's theirs is theirs. And it's perfect just as it is, even though I may not understand it, I might see a lot of self-sabotaging behaviors, but to know that it needs to be this way, which then for our second healing practice, first one, pause, recognize the feelings, ask if it, it is yours or not taking responsibility and then start noticing the patterns. I think this is key because as mentioned before, we might, we might fight it. We might flee like busyness. We might freeze for me. It's like kind of an overwhelm kind of freeze and I don't do anything or just kind of fawn. Um, so those are the typical patterns, but once we start pausing even just for a moment and recognizing what's triggering it, what story is coming up, notice the patterns because our brains have, you know, hardwired together, you know, the old saying of, you know, what fires together, wires together, certain patterns. And once we learn to disrupt those patterns, uh, then we can start to make progress. And like Stacy mentioned, clear some of those energies that, that just feel a little sticky. Yeah. I mean, those recognizing those trauma patterns is super important. And and you might even notice that coming up as, you know, wanting to fight with your, you know, whoever's in your environment, like fighting, you know, in that flight, like running away. Um, you know, I know for me, like that was another one that comes up for me. I'm like, oh, I am, I'm just going to go go travel somewhere (laughs) or like, I just need to move or, (laughs) you know, run away. Like those are some of my thought patterns. And I'm like, no, that's just my, my nervous system saying, you know, I I can't handle this, but you know, but that, that was, those were the the initial thoughts. And then I had to 
check in with that and like, no, that's not really what I want. That's my nervous system trying to protect me. Uh, and for me going through this period of burnout, the fight response oftentimes was like my self-criticism. Like that was kind of like this inner battle I would have with myself. Like, like, why isn't this working out? What am I doing wrong? You know, what, what mm. is it with me? You know? So that was the mental pattern that eventually I had to say, okay, stop it. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. Stop the self-criticism. And, but it took me a while to recognize that old pattern that I've probably had since adolescent times. Hmm. Yeah. These patterns are strong, right. And they've been with us for so long. We, it's about just recognizing them and like, you know, with that, that freeze pattern, I, I, I was talking about earlier, just like, I just didn't have, I couldn't think like I was just, I felt like I was frozen. Like, couldn't like, there's no movement forward. And then of course the fawn, right. When we want to appease others and we're, you know, and we're not really, you know, thinking about ourselves, but we're more afraid of like how the other person's going to respond. And so depending on the situation that you're, you're in, but the other, the third one is physical movement, which is so important. You know, for me, it was like, I need to get out on my bike. I need to go on a hike or like, you know, move my energy. I was walking every morning. I might not have had the energy to like do something super, super physical, like run. It, that wasn't like I, where my energy was, but I like movement and yoga, um, you know, was really important because like those, that energy needs to be moved in your body and it helps to transform and transmute that energy. So I, that was really I important. Love, I love that hiking and getting outdoors in nature. For me, I really needed to connect since it's summer and it's hot here. Yeah. Instead of doing the hard hikes up the mountain, I really embraced the water element because mm. I felt like I needed to flow. I felt stuck in my head all the self-criticism that burnout, you know, can bring up. So I find myself, you know, on a lake, either stand up paddle boarding, which I've really embraced this summer and just being and watching mm. the water and the rivers flow with ease. And for me, that's just an embodied reminder of, I too can surrender into this process. Mm. That's key word right there is surrender. Yes. Yes. Surrendering. I mean, we, you know, when we surrender to the process and we, you know, are okay with not being okay. Um, it actually, we, we end up moving through it. It's not easy, but it, it's, it's easier, I think, than when we resist it. Cause what we resist persists and it's going to keep coming up until we totally surrender to it. And then, you know, then you can move through it and then you get to the other side and, and you might have layers, like you said, there's always going to be layers to different things. And, you know, and, and so, and there might be a freedom, like a feeling of like, oh, I've gotten to the other side. And then it might, you know, might go through another process of it, but it's just, you know, being okay with this moment in this time and just surrendering to what is. Beautifully said. Thank you for listening to Be The Love podcast. If you have enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your family and friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes and Spotify, or liking us on Facebook. And I am Brenda Carey, and as a holistic healer, I offer coaching and online programs to guide people in their sacred path to vibrant health. My website is sacredpathyogaandreiki.com. 
And I'm Stacey Musial. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in whole person, deep soul healing. You can find out more about my work, my book, and programs at awakenyourempoweredsoul.com. Please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with a monthly donation that helps us with the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, please visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast and stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining.